I'm Chris. I'm Dan. And I'm Alex. All right, gang, we're back. The Glue Dads. So today, we thought we'd talk to you a little bit about our tools. So um, we're going to start out with... (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, man. Um, Okay, pull it together. (laughs) Okay. So, folks, we're talking about our tools, and uh, we thought we'd share with you a little bit of insight into our shops, and uh, so we're going to kind of give you a rundown on our uh, current favorite tool. Could be favorite for a lot of reasons. Hopefully, uh, we'll give you a little bit of insight there. So, um, I think maybe we'll start with Dan. What do you think, Dan? What's your uh, favorite tool right now in the old shop? It's so tricky. It really is. Um, so, there's there's a tool that I think of that's you know most um, diverse that I use probably most frequently, which would be my new Gritsley table saw that I got about a year ago, which I absolutely love that thing. It's amazing compared to what I used to have. But when I think about what gives me joy every time I use it, it's so simple. Husky from Home Depot, they have this little dead blow hammer. So it's basically a rubber mallet that has sand in it. And it, it leaves no mars, it leaves no marks, but it packs a punch. And for some reason, I love that thing. Every time I pick it up, I enjoy it. It gives me pleasure. The other little things I like are probably like I've got a little really nice little pocket square or a little, uh, I don't even know what it's called. Something to start like a. Is it a protractor? No, you know when you, uh, you, you it's spring loaded. Ruler? You spring loaded, you pop it. A center punch? And it's a, yes, center punch. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I have one of those. Yeah. So I have an apron and I have nice leather apron. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sporting a leather apron. I've got a little pocket square in it. I got my center punch and plus, you know, uh, pens Your and dead pencils, bull hammer? Like that. But I think that, the dead blow maybe is just because it makes noise and it brings you back to your childhood. Is it like, is it like to play like a maraca? No, no, no. It was actually one of the first tools I bought when I bought the house. Oh, I need a rubber mallet and I found this thing in Santa. I was like, oh, I want that. I and have one mine, of those from Harbor Freight. Yeah, but mine is better. Yeah, probably. But I mean, I've had mine since I started woodworking, and it's still somewhere in my wood shop. I haven't found it yet. Mine is my wood shop, and I use it frequently. Yeah. I just use a regular hammer, and then I use a piece of black walnut between whatever I'm hammering. Mm-hmm. And I will say I made a wood mallet mm-hmm. um, You know, for all of our wood-on-wood contact, because that mm-hmm. does well. But I still like to grab that rubber dead blow hammer sometimes yeah i don't really like the name of it but uh so what about white black walnut i missed the thing there. oh i just use a piece of hardwood a walnut for my uh hitting other pieces of wood because then it doesn't doesn't mar the wood as much as if i hit it with a regular hammer exactly so you could put that between you could put another piece of wood against a piece of wood and hit it with wherever you want and that piece you're using is just going to absorb all those mars and those dents Mm. While it's providing a flat surface, wood on wood doesn't really dent as much. Ideally, you probably should probably be using a piece of softwood because that way it, the softwood will give before whatever I'm hammering will. Like okay. a piece of two by four, you know, cedar. Sense. Yeah, but you got all that free black walnut just floating around. <sighs> I do have some. Oh, don't destroy that black walnut. Um, okay, Chris. So uh, what do you think? What is a tool or something floating around the old uh, rock wood shop that you are uh, passionate about? Yeah. It's kind of hard because I have a few, uh, I have a, a little bit of almost everything, if I can find it. Uh, but I really, lately I've really been into my laser. I have yep. a, my CO2 laser that I cut things with. It's a lot of fun. But I am i don't know if that really counts as a, I don't know, woodworking tool because. I'd say I'm biased because I also have a laser similar to yours. <laughs> um, so I would say that it it adds to the quality of your woodworking. Because mm-hmm. as long as you know, you're still taking a piece of wood, you're forming it into something different than what it was, Yeah, and you're adding some design elements to it. And mm-hmm. it's not just a point and click or whatever. You have to know some of that programming behind it. You have to know how to design 
So there's artistic pieces that go into it. So yeah. because it's pretty complex, so like, so is something that large still considered a tool? Like, do you consider a bandsaw a tool? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's it's a different tool. It does it does something different. But I, cause I can cut wood with it. I can cut wood with my bandsaw. I can cut wood with my table saw. I can cut wood with my laser. Okay. But with my laser, I can also make things pretty. And so, or, but the thing with the laser is, I have to sit at my computer, design something, send it to my laser, hope that it everything worked out fine. And then, you know, troubleshoot, go here from there, make it again and again until it's just how I want it. So, I mean, at that point, is it really woodworking or is it programming? Uh, programming. Yeah. I mean, you definitely need to know. There's a lot of things you need to know about different wood densities and how it's going to cut and all that yeah. stuff. So, I think it still counts. But I guess I was getting into more of like, is there a certain size or classification that takes it out of the tool range? So, like, is a, you know, a, uh, you know, a combine, is that a tool? Or is that a machinery? Well, equipment? I mean, a like, combine you know. is a tool to harvest your crops. So, so really, yeah. tool is pretty much, it's a broad term here. Anything that you're using, unless, yeah, I think anything that you're using could be considered a tool. Um, if we're going away from CNC machines, though, it would probably be my bandsaw. I got a big grizzly bandsaw last year, and I love that thing. I resaw so much wood. It's ridiculous how much more I use it now than probably anything else. I think also my little drum sander that I built, I use that a ton. I really like that. I love that you have a bandsaw now yeah, because it means you don't come over and use mine. Well, I mean, you would never buy the right blades that I needed either, though. So everything was always weeble wobble warped. Yeah, and, and then I came in two the, years and after the spark stopped. And then you didn't have, a, <laughs> you don't have a resaw fence either, though, which I feel like you should really invest in. I feel like I don't need that at the point where mine's tuned in. I mean, I guess, tech, I mean, I guess in general. So when I would work, whatever, I am generally breaking down slabs, which I've milled or got or whatever. Mm-hmm. And using that wood where you go buy wood that's already dried, cut to the size you need, basic, you know, cut to the thickness, basically. So you're, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I would say that it's definitely, you know, it's 3S wood or something, but I definitely change, you know, I'm using the planer and stuff. I don't really do mm-hmm. a lot of resawing, but when I need to, I will. Yeah. Um, I usually use the bandsaw more for those kind of finesse cuts. And or shaping, shaping things. Or, did yeah. you, did you say 3S wood? Yeah. What the heck is that? Yeah. I probably not the expert here, but I think it was like three sides perhaps where it means that three sides are flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they will, what comes out of the kiln or out of the mill it comes in and then they will plane so one side, prop, probably two sides, perfectly flat. And then they'll give you a nice straight edge. So you can put that against your fence on your, so, your table saw. So when you, Chris when you dry wood, it warps and changes and this and that. And so it's not always flat. So when you first saw it at the mill, it's perfectly flat. But then as it dries, it can warp and change and this and that. And then, so then after it's dried, they will resaw it smooth for you. So when I'm getting stuff, when I'm milling stuff, yeah. I just let it naturally dry. It doesn't go in a kiln, and so it warps and changes. And so then I have to take that rough piece. So it takes it takes a lot longer for me to end up with a one by six. Or if Dan went and bought a one by six, it was already right, basically done. Yeah, you got yeah. you got the janky wood. Dan's I would probably a buy like, bit more, of but it, it is. You know. I'd I probably do buy I, like a five quarter, mm-hmm. which is you know five fourths, so it's an inch and a quarter uh, thick wood. And, you know, a little bit larger. And then I cut it down that exact dimension, make sure I get those exact perpendicular straight edges I need. I do I do really enjoy, though, the whole process of cutting down a tree, milling the tree, letting it dry for two years, and then resawing the wood, and then turning it into something. Like, that is my favorite thing about woodworking is, you know, going from, you know, here was this tree that was here, or this tree that fell over, or whatever, the tree needed to be removed. 
and instead of letting it just burn, actually milling it and saving it and making something out of it. Yeah, you it kind nice of know where it comes from. Yeah you're, yeah, you're kind of the whole farm to table woodworker. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't do it because it's, I don't know, whatever. I just, I enjoy that because I like to see it go yeah. through all the stages, not just going and picking out a pre-made board and then making something. Would you say you're a farm to table, farm to farm table woodworker? Mm, yeah. It's not this table. Dad um, joke section. This table right, right here next to us that we're sitting at, I cut down this tree, I milled this wood, and I built this table. My My first workbench was actually... A farm table that Chris had built and we repurposed as my workbench. Yeah. Because normally what I'll do is I'll build something. Like we talked about earlier, like I'll build something and I don't like how it turns out or this or that. And then I'll just burn it or throw it away. And then so when Dan first started, he's like, I need a workbench. And so I had like, oh, I built this dining table that I don't want anymore. So let's make it into a workbench. Yeah. Yeah, And I still have it. Yeah. (laughs) You you got it it back to you. And then you gave it back to me when you redid yours. And so now my, my, uh, my uh, drill press sits on it. That's awesome. Well, that's sweet. My uh, my first time going from a slab to, you know, functional piece mm-hmm. we talked about last time was my uh, shelving in the kitchen. Yeah. And so we had certain dimensions, certain color, everything we wanted. And so I found a slab for a good price that I wanted. And I milled that down and cut it down. And, you know, it was two and a half inches when I started and probably, I don't know, two and a half feet wide. Yeah. And I got it down to the dimensions I needed. And that was the first time I really converted something from a slab into what and I it's needed. it's fun, isn't it? It was. It was. I mean, it's obviously, it's more work. And, it definitely you know, was. Yeah. It's way more work, but it's, it's, it's like we talk, like we keep, we keep talking about how like we like to do things the easiest way possible, but it's still rewarding that extra effort to turn it into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bef- it makes sense. Before we move to Alex's favorite tool, I would like to say what my favorite tool of Chris's is because he and I tend to <laughs> borrow each other's tools a lot um, and use them in our shops. He has this picture for, I don't even know what it's called, picture frame stapler thing. Yes. That thing, it, one, is just super intriguing to me, but two, I've used it several times. To did offer you Did you just gifts. try to kiss the microphone? Is that what that noise was? Sorry about that. I don't I'm even, know what, that, I don't even know what that tool's called, but yeah, it puts it's the a, little, it's like a stapler, but it puts staples at the front, not the bottom. And it's little that tabs. Yeah, little you know, tabs. If you look at a picture frame, it has those tabs in the back. Um, so you, you bend them up and you bring out the backing of your picture yeah. frame. It's That's that what it has. And it's... It's super neat. I can't this, find it anywhere, so I just keep borrowing. Yeah, the thing that you always have to battle your fingernails trying to pry open the tabs. Like, yep. Yeah, everyone hates you those. You just use a, a knife or a screwdriver. I only got fingernails. Um, okay, so let's With see those here. soft keyboard hands. Soft so. keyboard hands didn't work. Uh, so favorite so. tool, um, I've definitely got a few. I like to go the old tape measure, but I'll step up, step it up a notch. I thought we were talking about favorite hand tools. I didn't know you guys were going to dive right into uh, heavy <laughs> I, equipment. I will say, I looked up. Define tool on Google. Yeah, you would because you're said, that kind of guy. Typically held in hand. Right. But I don't think it's restricted to held in hand. I well, can hold my laser in my hand if I have to. I'm definitely what you might call Fair. a typical person. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty easy for me. I've really enjoyed, I've got this uh, oscillating multi-tool. So it's, it, I, I think most people might know it as a multi-tool, but it basically is like a small hand tool that you can use for a lot of different purposes. Uh you think I, I like to think of it as like an evolved Dremel tool. So for those of you that back in the day had a Dremel tool when they first came out and thought they were the coolest thing ever, um, the oscillating tool is really useful because it has a lot of different tips. I typically use there's one that's meant for cutting wood, and it's really good for uh, remodeling your house, doing house projects, because it's really good for cutting out old small chunks of wood where you need to be kind of precise and, and kind of do some reworking. I've been using it a lot for replacing floor trim. And so it's been, uh, it's been pretty clutch because I've had to uh, basically cut out every... Uh, 
um, mm-hmm. vertical piece of uh, trim in every doorway in my house. And so <laughs> it's, uh, it's been uh, pretty handy to try to make a small cut at the top and then kind of separate those uh, door jams. Well, yeah, because so. you redid your, your whole floor. So you lowered your floor level, right, with the new yeah. flooring. And so then everything was off. All your doors were off. Everything was yeah. – you couldn't just put your trim back on. Yeah, I went from uh, hardwood down to luxury vinyl plank and uh, then realized that there's probably like a half an inch gap. And so all my doorways and, and vertical trim jam – uh, it looked pretty bad with a giant gap at the bottom. So I've gone through a very tedious process of replacing every single door jam trim. And uh, it's definitely been a learning curve. But that oscillating tool, like you, it's got metal blades, it's got sanding blades, it's got all kinds of things. It is it is like a modern Dremel, I feel like. Do you have a battery-powered one or is it electric? It's, it's, ba- it's a battery. I'll, it's I'll give you a plus one on that. Because when we redid our floors, my floors, you guys helped with that. I don't know what, six, seven years ago. I did the same thing. I went the opposite direction. So I had existing trim in there that we actually painted, but I had to lift it. And mm-hmm. so I came in with that uh, oscillating tool and trimmed up. Uh, same thing with all of our trim. We basically use that. I've helped our, our friends with it, doing drywall removal, everything like that. It's a great tool. For yeah, that. it's clutch for drywall. So if you have to cut in um, little drywall box holes or anything, it's it's super useful. Or even just removing drywall in general. It's it's very It's like every time I'm lazy, I don't want to handsaw something. I cut this door I use out. that thing. The door of the room that we're in, I cut out with that tool. I yeah, mean, it's no, a big freaking door. It's clutch. So we'll we'll talk about this in a future episode. But if we were ever going like Mount Rushmore of tools, uh, mm-hmm. it would, I feel like it would be everyone's Mount Rushmore. It's basically, like you gotta have one. A Swiss Army knife of yeah of tools. Uh, tools. So um, so that kind of transitions into our next topic. It's kind of a, a fun one. We've been kind of brewing on this one for a while. Um, so we're gonna kind of get in. We're gonna kind of build off. Okay, so we already covered kind of what's your current favorite tool. We're gonna transition into your dream tools. So if you could just wave a wand and have this tool show up in your shop tomorrow what would that be are we talking hand tools or like tools like we described earlier where um at this point because it's your dream like you can go big go big or go home wood shop yeah if it's if it could be something put into your wood shop tomorrow like it could be a machinery class it could be a hand tool it could be whatever so it was funny i was brainstorming this before uh, we started this podcast today and i was mentioning to my wife kind of what it was one tomorrow's our anniversary and so i'm sitting here thinking you know what my favorite dream tool would be. And she, I think she's feeling a little bit out about like, what should I get this guy? I ended up having having about three different tiers of tools once I thought about it. So let's hear all three tiers. I mean, run them down for us. uh, You know, top of the tier would be a new drum sander, which Mm. comes in about $2,000. I've never had one of those. I've had a small one of those used. I would like a large formatted one. Mm -hmm. For a drum sander, that's the thing that is not Uh, a belt sander, but it's it's literally a drum. It's like a 36-inch. Yeah. I I could probably sell for a 16-inch. And then with the Oh, because I guess you you have your your planer. Because 16 inches, your max, basically. 13 on the planer. But on the the drum sander, it's 16, but you can do an open-ended. So you can do one side, flip it around to another, basically get... You know, probably thirty one point seven five inches total or something. Uh, but those. Oh, were, you'd go that route. Those are pretty expensive. Interesting. Yeah, uh, and then I down. You know, from there, the next tier down would probably be that new rigid miter saw that's sliding. Oh. It's got oh. the hinges. Oh. It's got hinges instead beautiful. of the rails on it, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't is not as deep on your mm-hmm. workbench, which is, I ran into why I got what I got, which wasn't the sliding one. I have a rigid. I hate my sliding inch. miter saw because it takes up it's so far out from the wall. Exactly, it, it sticks. I hit my my hip on it when I walk by my workbench, but that rigid it's one. So far. It's got hinges on it, and so it's I, the same depth. I know. Oh man, I had to. I literally built my workbench in the garage and had to add on a piece of deeper, like a piece <laughs> of wood, to make it support just the miter saw. 
saw it because it stuck because I had to pull it away from the wall so far. Because so he like, had the slider? Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds slider. like a great one. I think you should have probably just gone with that. We don't need a drum sander in our life. No, I mean, what? It's, what, three ninety nine, four ninety nine, four ninety nine, four ninety nine now? That's, that's, honest, that's an honest like day's work. Too. Yeah. yeah. And then if you go smaller, I'm really a big fan of the, those little knickknacks of like um, those little pocket squares. I'm talking like <laughs> that's highly, the dumbest thing. high precision. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Do you have it and you're trying to do something that fits perfectly? Listen, I have this one from Harbor Freight and it oh is fuck. always right. Are you talking about the square, right? Yeah, a square. I'm t- yeah, it's little L squares, right? Yeah, why don't squares. you just go buy it? Why don't you just make one? This shouldn't be. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't I'm have little squares extreme, in your dreams. Extreme tolerance. What do you ever make that needs that? Are you a machinist? Do you make no, things no, that I'm need that extreme? But you know, I built. I made a uh, a picture frame. We got married on a mountain, and my wife and I. And so I got a really beautiful picture of that. And then I wanted to handcraft a picture frame for her. So I did it all by hand. And so as I'm doing that, I wanted to make sure it was perfectly square, everything was level, everything was just perfectly flush. Do you and having I have a square in my hand and you I, do something? I have a question. Top it up. <laughs> or, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> or, or, you know, you're trying to set up your tool, say a table saw or a band okay. saw, and you want yeah, that fair. perfect 90 degree cut. That you I bust could out see. your pocket, you drop it, it's good. But, but then, you're not going to keep it in your pocket because it's a precision piece that needs to be stay in a box. It's so metal and bent. I have an apron. So I got two follow-up questions. Like first, like that feels like it shouldn't be in your dreams because you should just go buy one of those. Was I that have, forty bucks? But I want all the sizes. Yeah, just okay. I mean, so you're gonna have you're thirty-seven squares in your pocket? No, but maybe like five. you're gonna need some more pegboard for that. But um, <laughs> no, this is sort of a rabbit hole, and I only give us about two two seconds on it. But do you think she will be able to tell the difference between your handcrafted blood, sweat, and tears picture frame versus one that you bought? Especially when I tell her, yeah. Oh sure, but you'd have to yeah. tell her. But like, do you think she could spot it if you didn't tell her? No. Um, I, she was definitely impressed with the joinery I did. Oh, this is something you've already given her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is something okay. I gave her for the wood anniversary. I think the five year anniversary. That's cute. Oh, okay. okay. So I have a question then. Um, with doing it all by hand, isn't there like a fine line of by hand and not being perfect? Where if you want it to be perfect, you use a machine to do it. Mm-mm. I would say that you have more precision of the hand tool. I don't know that. But do I you agree. want? But if you're making you it, if off. you're, but if you're going like the old fashioned by hand, mm-hmm. this it's you're, you're trying to say the imperfections make it perfect. So you're you're, you're going yeah. down the imperfections are what make. I mean, it perfect. but not like imperfections at the point like it looks janky. Well, it but doesn't like, look like trash. This is handmade. Like you know, it's not one All right. down to a hundredth of an inch square because I use my. $80 square L. I'm just saying, if you look at my mortise and tenons on this, uh-huh. there are no gaps. It is perfectly together. Yeah. If you look on the back side of the picture frame, you're going to see where my hand toolness <laughs> kind of got a little wonky. Did you use a, a, did you use a, a drill bit to mortise and tenon, or did you cut the whole thing out with just a chisel? A chisel. I did chisel all the way through. Damn, yeah. girl. Um, so, okay, so. And so so okay, that's fantastic. So Chris, what do you think? What you, what's in your uh, dream shop? What is the one thing you would drop in this building uh, tomorrow if you could? Well, I mean, much like Dan, I have a couple things. I'll take one, just one thing. There's there's tiers, but if we're going like top tier, I would say a sawmill. Oh, I want a dang, sawmill. You're Portable not, sawmill. I mean, my God, you're not messing around. No. Oh, it's your dream. I was gonna it's say you dream. need a new table saw. I just think you need something bigger. But you you took my breath away with that sawmill. Yeah. <laughs> sawmill. Yeah. That's a, legit. A sawmill would be, you know, about they're about the one I want, it's about sixty thousand. Holy and crap. it is it would be life changing. See, I feel like that's a dream. Like Dan that's needs to step up his game. Yeah. And then so then so that's the top is the sawmill. And then with that though comes a kiln. And with that comes a forty eight inch drum yeah. sander. You have a greenhouse out there. You could make a solar kiln. I know. 
good. Is that all part of that? Those are all different things, though. But the kiln dries the wood as soon as you mill it, so you don't have to wait years for it to dry. Uh, the drum sander gets those smooth sides without right. having to do a ton of handwork. And then, I mean, from there, but then, you know, it just trickles down. There's like five different things that I would want to go with that sawmill, but I'm going to be over 100K, and that's too much. I well, think. luckily, you're only allowed to dream about one thing, yeah. so. Minimum, I would say, the, uh, I guess, the sawmill that I want, I bet I could get for about 30. Okay, so really quickly, <laughs> um, my dream item would be, now that I feel like I'm educated on cyclones and dust, you know, collection, I really would like a full-blown, legit dust collecting system, different stations within the garage that I can hook up, um, because we've got, we got a little bit of sawdust on everything, and it kind of gets everywhere, and I don't like that, and so I would like to flip a switch, and tomorrow I have a sweet dust collection system. All How much money do you have? Doesn't matter. It's my dream. Could well, be right. could be hundred grand. I'm care. just saying we could make this reality pretty darn quick. Yeah, How but I'm also kind of lazy. I feel like um, when when you move out of the city, like you want to do someday, right? You're gonna build your wood shop, but you when you do it, you need to plan to put all the ductwork in the cement. Oh yeah, below so like, ground. If I was moving into a place and I like building a shop from scratch, mm-hmm. that would be one of the first. That things would be I would my do. Like, that would be my dream dust collector system. Floors. Oh yeah. Heated, heated cement floors, radiant. Uh, I got shoes. I don't want any. I don't need heated yeah. floors. But then you don't need. But so the insulated shop, the heated floors, the all the ductwork in the floor, the electric in the floor, like plugins on the floor. And then when you sweep the floor, you just sweep it in one of the holes, and it goes out to your dust collector. Yeah, but I don't want to sweep. That's the whole point of having a dust right, collector. But you get dust on the floor. But if you make dust, you can actually get an attachment for your dust collector, where you put the pile in front of the dust collector, turn your dust collector on, and it sucks it up. I don't want to, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. Well, now that I know a lot about cyclones, I feel like I'm, you know, the, what is that, what was that terminology that you talked about, the blowing of the air? The CFMs? CFMs, yeah. So now that I know about CFMs, will be good. But yeah, that's definitely my dream. That definitely would be a good dream. one. Chris and I will be there this weekend, and we can make your dream reality. Only, I think we should be a make a dream foundation right now. If you your, can do it for 500 bucks, call it a day. With your credit card. Do it. Also, as as our payment, though, we're each going to need one of those rigid yeah. chop saws. Yeah. So you're going to be out $1,000, but you're going to be in a sweet new dust collection system. Wait, it'll be out 1500 because 500 Cause for his dust too. collection. Yeah, yeah, And then 500 for you, 500 for me. That's a good point. That's a good point. And then, of course, 500 for you. you Can't you just cash out some of that crypto that you made a whole bunch of money on? <laughs> no. I told him to get into crypto and he lost money. <laughs> I have not been successful with crypto. Oh, man. No. Yeah, that's, right. that's an understatement. Well, folks, you know what time it is. It's that time of day. We're ready for some dad jokes with Dan. Woohoo! All right, it's that time of the evening. Can I make these two laugh? No. With what if we recorded? The, what if we recorded this during the day? What are you going to be time specific? It's nighttime. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Here that we was funnier start. than the jokes. I'm not even. Fe- I'm not even feeling funny. You're not going to get me. All right. All right. I'll try my best. If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. <laughs> you got it. You should get a special <laughs> award for that. Is that what it was? <laughs> yes. That's not even funny. That's, that's, that's funny that you got it, but <laughs> May flowers bring pilgrims. Okay, so if Dan would have said it, I may have chuckled a little bit. But, I was just throwing something out there. I didn't expect that to be it. I thought it was going to be something witty and funny. Zing. Oh, I really don't feel like I have... Uh, Anything that can make this kid laugh anymore. Yeah, we'll give you an extra bonus a bonus joke. All right. What is the most condescending type of bear? A panda. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> I got it. Okay, him, that was so dumb. It was your delivery of the duh that really got me. Was, way, to, way to string it out. It was that. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. I appreciate that. Dang it. I was trying real hard to battle that one. All right. With that, I appreciate you all listening with your ear holes, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you all. See ya. Peace out.